Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. Hi everybody and welcome back to the RPG Show Presents. We're in to play some more Fate Core. Yes, I know, same old intro. I'm working on a new one, working on a new banner, but not this time. Maybe we're coming up, we'll see. Alright, with me, I have three dudes, three madmen of the apocalypse. First up, we have Dan, I like Buttercups Jordan. What's going on, brother? I, I do like Buttercups. Awesome. Alright, next up we have Marcus, Master of Menace. Perez, what's going on? Hey, just menacing things. All right. And then we have Nick Nefarious N Nigel Ganner. What's going on? You're really struggling on that one, huh? I, 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 you know what? I don't know. I just very little prep today. Today is very much off the cuff, and I apologize for that. Um, it's been busy. But if you're listening to the main show, you kind of already know what's going on, so I'm not going to recap. Okay. So, we're playing Fate, guys. So, the first thing we need to do is I need to explain to you how rolling in Fate Core works. Okay? So we haven't really covered any mechanics yet. We've made characters. We decided on the universe, sort of the impending trouble, that kind of stuff. We, we did all that. So, um, we did make some characters. Might have had a few changes since uh, our last recorded session. So, if you hear something that's a little different, that's okay. It's just something we changed to better fit the characters. That's all part of the system. The system recommends it, so, you know, sorry. First up, fudge dice. Or called fate dice. It depends on who you're talking to. But essentially, they're six-sided dice. Two sides have pluses, two sides have minuses, and two sides are blank or have zeros, depending on the manufacturer of the dice. And anytime I ask for a roll, you will roll four of them, okay? And you'll add your bonus for that skill. Okay, so we went through and, you know, we ranked and did all of our, our skills. So you should have, you know, the plus three, plus two, plus one, plus four, whatever it is. Um, so let's say I tell you to roll. Marcus, what is your, your fight score at? Uh, plus three. Plus three. So let's say I tell you to roll fight. You would roll four fudge dice. And let's say you get a blank side, a minus side, a plus side and a blank side that equals out to zero. You would add your fight skill, which was what again? Uh, plus three, a plus three. So you would have a total of three on that fight roll. Okay, cool. Does anybody have it? Everybody understand that? So yep. what happens if you get, wait, back it up. So if I get say two pluses, a blank and a negative, you would have a, a one. You would be a one. Yep. So, See, I rolled at the same time as you and got four pluses, and it came out to a four. So it would be a four. So you would have a seven on that roll, which would be crazy high. Um, so at average roll is going to be zero. Um, 
you know, common roll will be plus or negative one, then you sort of get more or less common uncommon as you go up and down that sort of graph. You follow me? Okay. Um, so that's how rolls work. Um, it's very basic. It's unlike, you know, it's not like D&D where you're trying to calculate like 20 different modifiers. You're going to have, you're going to roll your four dice. You're going to add your bonuses to that. So you will have bonuses from skills, from abilities, from uh, like if there's a, like a, a floating, uh, I forget what they call it. Um, I think just called a bonus. Like if you tie on a attack and defend roll um, advantages, like there's a tons of things that will give you bonuses to your roll. So it's, it's not as complicated as say a, a codified system like um, Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder is, but you know, there's a little math, but very simple math. All right. So we have any other questions about rolling and how that works? No, sir. Okay. I think it seems pretty straightforward. Awesome. Fantastic. All right. Well, who wants to go first? Pick me. All right. Marcus, uh, remind me of your character's name again. I don't have everybody's character sheets up in front of me. Maylor Satan. Maylor Satan. All right. All right, Maylor. Maylor Satan. Got it. There's an apostrophe there, buddy. Maylor Satan. Okay. Um, you are in your laboratory. Sort of describe your laboratory to me. What does it look like? Okay, it's a massive room, and there's um, you know, all sorts of tables full of uh, computers and different uh, research um, on uh, like hollow projectors. Okay. Um, there are tons of like different kind of test tubes everywhere. Um, giant vats um, with unknown uh, things in them. Okay. Say a lot of um, pretty not not very well lit either. Okay. Okay. And you're sort of working on research when one of your, let's say your communication station starts. You start a little ping on your communication station. Hey, walk over, check it out. Okay. You have a new um, message, encrypted and no clear sender. Hmm. Um, when you open it, there is no text, but an attached audio file. And open that audio file. Okay. As you play the audio file, it is haunting, to say the least. It, it plays like a low rumbling sound and that sort of crescendos and gets higher, right? Um, think of a, a sound of like a whale underwater, but more distorted with like sort of larger spaces between the um like the big bassy booms in it you get me yeah um and yep so you get that that mail and as it sort of plays um there's a lot of you get a lot of disturbances on a lot of your workstations particularly ones that are um monitoring uh say cosmic level um like radiation and and interference so anything you have monitoring the passive um goings on of energy outside of the atmosphere sort of flicker and sort of go a little nuts for a minute hmm. so it seems like somebody's uh trying to infiltrate my facility then okay uh what do you do about it? 
Uh, well, um, I quarantined this file because I feel like it's uh, some sort of uh, virus, I guess. Okay. Now that that has occurred, you do you go back to research or what? Do you, you just gotta keep giving me the update on what you want to do. No, well, now I'm looking. Uh, I'm I'm trying to wonder. I'm trying to figure out, you know, where this came from. So I'm like tracing the origin of the uh, the message. Okay. Um, we decided that you you're using your lore skill for all technology based things. Is that what we did? Yeah. Okay. So um, roll me a Roll me a lore check. Or I would say check, just roll lore for me. And make sure you don't have any applicable skills or anything in there that you could use for this. So it'd be a D4? Or D4, four, four four DF. DF. Yeah, 4DF. Mm-hmm. Okay, I rolled a 0 plus my 3. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else you can add to that? Um, I have another lore under my skills. What does that say? It just says lore. It says lore. Yeah, the the one the plus three was the stunt. Okay, so you so all right, so you would have you should have a regular lore under your skills, and then you should mm-hmm. then you're telling me you have a stunt that also gives you a bonus to okay, lore so, rolls, right? Yeah. So we'll use we'll do the skill first, and then uh, the stunt. Well, yeah. So you would you would you see so you roll the zero, so you add your your skill. So what is your passive skill in that sort of like pyramid tree we made? Okay, it's a plus two for the All lore. Right, so you so right now you're at a two. So you're telling me you have a stunt that gives you a bonus to lore rolls. Tell me what the stunt right. says. Plus three to uh, you know when it has to do with technology. Okay, so you rolled a five, which is pretty pretty good. Um, you managed to trace the incoming signal to a building in say in the Crow District, which is um a good ways away. It would be hard to travel through the city to get there on your own. Um, you would need some form of um, transport. Uh, whether, you wouldn't need like a space transport or just kind of like a low atmosphere sort of transport. And so I am in the, I'm on the capital. Yeah, you are, you are Andromeda. Let's say your laboratory is in the, um, the Bronze Knight district. So you are sort of not towards the surface, but, you know, upper echelons in a less uh, devastated part of the planet. Okay, so now um, I need to figure a way to get uh, to the Crow District. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first I, um, I'm i going to go to my vehicle bay in uh, my lab. Okay. And I'll hop in a speeder and okay. make my way to the Crow's District. Okay, sounds good to me. We will leave you there. Who wants to go next? I go next. All right. So, where do you spend most of your time? Cockpit. Cockpit. All right. Um, we'll say you are currently in your cockpit, docked at a um, a relatively cheap docking station on Dromeda. You are in the city. You are in the um, you are in the what is that noise down there? I don't know. Shit, somebody's really making some noise down there. You are in the Bishop sector, um, which is on what used to be the where the um, sort of like the religious guild used to be sort of centered here. But a lot of the larger buildings have sort of made it a sort of trading hub where nobody has necessarily claimed any control over this sector yet. But there 
it is essentially if there was a Coruscant version of Mos Eisley spaceport set in a bunch of old religious buildings, that's where you are. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and there is a, um, you are docked there in your ship. What are you doing in your ship? I am dozing in the captain's chair with my, uh, my hat pulled over my eyes. Okay. Um, you get a message from an old friend. Um, it's sort of, you see a flashing light on your, your cockpit, uh, control panel. All right. Punch the button. Okay. The, uh, person that pops up on the screen is a older gentleman, probably about, uh, decade older than you. Um, you've, How old do you, you think I am? Uh, you said you were middling age. So, I mean, you had Late to have, 30s. yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's. Uh, maybe two decades older than you. He's in his fifties. Okay, he's he's got some okay. gray gray on his beard, um, but still can still can get around and do his thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. you recognize him as as Greg Fuller, or Sergeant Greg Fuller, as they called him back in the day. You you've gotten uh, you may call him Sarge. Yeah, sir, you call him Sarge, and uh, you've gotten a lot of work from him in the past. He's an old military contact, or uh, and um, he sort of pops up. He's a uh, and remind me your character's name again. Daniel. Daniel oh. Flynn. All right. Daniel. What's going on, mate? Uh, what's up, Sarge? Oh, you know me. I'm still getting around. Got some work for you, though. Oh? Is the pay better than the last job you got me? Probably not. But of hey, course. man. Work's hard to come by these days. Keeps fuel in the tank. Yes, it does. Yes, it keeps food in the belly, too. Women in the bedroom. There right? you go. All right. Well, um, you should be meeting your contact in a in a bar in the Crow District. You should look for the the Red Door. You re- you recognize the name of the Red Door as a place where um, it is a hub of gambling, sort of link. It's almost nice. so one of my favorite dives. Um, not so much. Um, people the people there are. It's a lot of you get a lot of off worlders there, and. It's also a place where tempers tend to run high. Like, uh, it's never, never an easy sort of in and out. Um, especially now that there's no, like it used to be back in the day when you were, you were a kid, when the guild still ran things that there was enough law and order over the sector that the, the prospect of the place being discovered kept everybody sort of, they might get gruffy, but they wouldn't outright shoot somebody. You know what I'm saying? Because that would draw attention to right, right, right. this you place. Yeah. But now there's nothing to keep people from doing that so much. It is sort of right outside um, Drex's territory, but not sort of within his his sphere of influence. Okay. Um, it is the you know the Crow District to be situated between Drex's territory and between the uh. Sons of Dramata. So, like, the Crow District is a... Not necessarily a battleground, because a lot of this territory grab doesn't result in a lot of straight-up outfighting. But it is sort of... Um, the area that is left between the two largest powers on the, on the currently on Dramata. So, there's a lot of money in the Crow District, but also a lot of... Uh, a lot of stuff going on there. Um, but he gives you the contact info where to meet him 
and says he has a package for you to to transport off world. Alrighty. Okay. Um, what kind of package? You know how this goes, Daniel. He te- he gives me a size and an importance, and I'm just telling. And then I I match him with an appropriate guy. I'm not asking what's in it. I'm asking you know size, weight, shape. I mean, I gotta know how much stuff to. It's a very small package, actually. Drop um, off the ship and where to put it before I start making a run. It's a very small package. Um, within a few, I mean, shouldn't weigh more than ten pounds, according to this gentleman. Um, but it needs to get off planet to the correct. Um, the correct hands, and I needed somebody that could get move fast without drawing attention, carrying extra payload. Plus, I think you have plenty of places to hide it on your ship. Just a few. So, um, my recommendation on this one, Daniel, is to to pick up another job while you're there, um, because while transporting, you know, operating in in air with out in a a large payload isn't outright suspicious, but it is. It is, say, less suspicious than somebody with a mid-sized load. So I would try and knock out two birds with one stone. Um, you should be able to find other work around there. I mean, hey, you got you got this. I know the drill. I yep. mean, and it's, I'll it's straightforward mission. We've done it a thousand times. You got it. All right. So he sort of ends ends the comms. So generally, what is your procedure when you get work? Like, do you head straight there? Do you collect certain well, things? First thing I do is uh, I go to my little armory on my ship. Okay. Because, well, I, have I described my ship to you yet? No, please describe your ship, its name, its size, and all that stuff to us. Okay, the ship is the Mercury. Mercury. Um, it's a, I want to say small freighter, but it's it's not, it's sleeker than that. Okay. It's built for, uh, basically comfortable long range hauls where for small cargoes. Okay. So like it's got about, it's about the size of, uh, it's, it's probably, mm, it, in terms of cabin space and everything else, you're probably looking about 2000 square feet. Okay. All um, right. So obviously, it, what'd you say? I said, all right. So obviously not massive, but big enough that I could put a car, a, a vehicle, or you know, larger cargo or something like that in it. Um, it's outfitted for completely for speed. Okay. Like 100 for speed and maneuverability. Um, okay. I do have permits for and have equipped a uh, rear cannon, which is only manual. I, I I can't control it from the computer system. It's you got to have somebody running it. Okay. And then it's got uh, two forward cannons that are operated from the cockpit from the pilot or co-pilot. Mm-hmm. No okay. other armaments other than a, a rear and then rear and forward cannons. No torpedoes, nothing like that. Got it. Um, it's basically I used the space where I could have put more uh, weapons on it for uh, on one section. I got uh, two extra fuel tanks. Okay. And on the other section is a booster for my comms relay and my generator for my uh, shields. Okay. Excellent. And would it be safe to say that those shields were compliment uh, compliments of a uh, job done by Mr. Satan? It would be. Okay. All right. So, uh, what do you go to your armory for? Well, I go to my armory and uh, I look in the armory. I've got a couple of rifles. 
nothing like exorbitant, nothing like you know heavy weapons, but more than you know pistols. And I've got uh probably a handful, four or five, you know, just small caliber weapons. And um, does this system, this era, use laser weapons or bullet weapons? Um, they use primarily projectile-based weapons. Laser weaponry has been invented. Um, it was sort of coming, you know, to fruition at the the sort of tail end of the guild era and before like they could find a way to mass produce these weapons effectively sort of was when the calamity happened and everything sort of fell apart so So, i probably got projectile weapons yeah so you would most likely have projectile weapons people with lots of money and lots of power may have um plasma based weaponry or even hard light based weaponry but um well my two rifles, um, one is an older model that's primarily for accuracy. It doesn't have very loud, you know, very much in terms of ammunition. The other one is more of a combat weapon with a larger magazine. And then I've got four pistols, and I'm just going to grab one of the medium caliber pistols and belt it on. And I would say it's safe to say you have um, sort of like a flak cannon like concussion-based weapon. Um, but the problem with these weapons are, while they are highly destructive, um, they're not incredibly accurate, and they take a long time to recharge their energy. So um, right. you just keep that in mind, that you have yeah. one of those. And right? underneath, the uh, basically, you know how they sit on a gun rack? Uh-huh. Uh, if I took all of the guns off and uh, the floor is hollowed out of the gun rack, I can pull it up, and I've got some grenades and some other illegal weaponry and explosives well, down in there. illegal to who now is the question. Yeah, well, originally illegal. <laughs> yeah, now not so much. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, so do you head off to the Crow District, or do you hang oh, around and do I, something? I do that. I, I check everything, make sure the security, internal security system is online. Um, I've got cameras all over the inside, some hidden, some not hidden, some old, some new. Okay. Um, make sure everything is, you know, ship, you know, ship shape, and uh, grab my, go to my little safe in my room get a little bit of money out just some spending cash okay and then i head out all righty all right nick you up yes i'm awake all right just making sure i hadn't heard a lot from you just checking i know you well, everybody else is role playing i'm not gonna interrupt i know i know all right so how do you normally spend your time uh typically i'd be on missions i guess okay um and uh what's your character's name again sorry jossian jossian Okay, Jossian. So you would normally be on missions. When you're not on missions, how do you spend your time? What is what is the goal? Like, sort of, what does an assassin do when they're not assassinatoring? Uh, well, since I'm on the run, I'm probably not lounging around. Okay. All right. That's cool to say you are currently hiding out um, at a safe house on planet. All right. Um, you are currently in the Crow District while the... Um, the Dark Messiah, they don't operate out of the Crow District. There's too much. Um, you're too close to both the Sons of Dromeda and Andrex. Now, there may be some business there, but they also often send liaisons there for it. So you know the Crow District is kind of a safe place to be. Now, sort of, are you currently looking for a way off planet? to sort of uh, escape out of there or are you sort of hiding out new identity kind of style? Um, or are you trying well, to kill the people killing you before they kill you? I mean, what is your current escape plan? 
Um, well, I kind of like it on planet, so I don't think I'd be leaving, and I'm not sure where the hell I'd go. Okay. This is apparently the only livable place here besides that space station or that other mining planet or whatever, right? Mm, you know of crazy... All right, here, this is what you know. Now, on FISA, there are crazy tribes people. Uh, there's often stories of them eating people, but there you do get some Fesians on Dromeda. They are humanoid um, with a humanish color skin. Their largest uh, distinguishing feature is they have um, two sets of ears on each side. Now, not ears like you would think, but there is a large auditory sensor, like a hole in the size of their head with a smaller cluster just below that. Um, their teeth are a bit more pointed and their arms are a bit longer. But other than that, um, you know, nose, mouth, eyes. Um, some of them shave their head bald and, tat you know, they have a bunch of tattoos and markings up there. Others grow out their hair. Just sort of depends on what tribe they were from. Um, you know them to often be aggressive, so you've never really communicated with them, per se. Um, but Fize is habitable, uh, assuming, you know, because like we said, it's, it's, it's a lot of, uh, lots of water. A lot of people, they either live in the air or down on the surface of the water. Okay. Um, you also have, uh, Chioria is also habitable, but they have, um, there's lots of large, dangerous wildlife there. And you've heard stories of spiders that sort of spit venomous blood. So that sort of seems like a bad place to be. Kind of. Um, there's Dromeda. And then, of course, there are the, um, the, well, how can I say this? Uh, the sort of, uh, frontiersmen on Lyria. Like, that's the one that's currently being terraformed. And, but you'd have to rough it. Like, you'd have to, Farm for your own shit, build your own house. That's those are your those are your options. Well, the skills I've got relate to killing, so might as well just stay here and fight. Okay. So, are you you holding up, or are you making sort of like a counter move? Um, I imagine I would be attempting to eliminate the kind of power structure. Okay. That the dark messiah's got going on, like target lieutenants and whatever. Okay, so you're you're currently have been after some intel, okay, in that regard. Okay. Uh you have discovered a name, all right? And he is the area liaison, so he he sort of works. He's the uh the boss for the crow district, if you will. He sort of passes down um commands to lessers. No one really knows who's in charge of the dark Messiah, but you've sort of been working your name way through the ranks, finding out who's in charge as the attempts on your life have become more and more aggressive. And granted you have had shaky relations based on your adventures and have not quite done as you're told once or twice, but that generally does not result in the, um, the level of aggression that the Dark Messiah is showing towards you in particular. So, um, 
keep that in mind. But you have discovered the name uh, Jackie Ernest. And all right. Just the name. Just the name. That's all you've gotten. And then but you know he's in the Crow District somewhere. You but that's what you're currently working on. All right. Um I I'm under the assumption that I probably would have hired or recruited by some means um street urchins to gather information. Um I'd say it's safe to that's sort of um your primary form of information gathering. They only know so much though. And I would say it's safe to say like you got an urchin that knew a guy that run a store that was manhandled by a guy that knew a guy that just before you killed him said, you got to talk to Jackie, Jackie Ernest. Okay. How have I made any headway on locating Jackie Ernest? Uh, let's say you just killed that guy yesterday. So you are fresh on that, on that lead. All right. Um, have I put out feelers? Regarding the name Jack Uranus? You have sent your urchins out. None of them have responded yet. Well, I guess I'm feeling hungry, so I'm going to go out and get some food to eat. Okay, what do you like? What's the local delicacies? Um, well, uh, I'd say it's safe to say you're sort of keeping up business uh, on one of the lower tiers of the planet, sort of. Um, some sunlight, starlight makes it down into these lower reaches, but it's sort of like a perpetual, like when it's daytime, it's sort of like dusk. And, um, but it's always kind of like nightlifey, but you have your, your average street peddlers, um, you know, selling your average grilled butated rat, um, and dead, you know, pigeons and such, you know, your fowl type creatures. Um, there are a few restaurants around. Um, most of them have, uh, a sort of, all of them have some sort of culinary expertise from some sort of, uh, dead or emerging culture. So um, there may be a, a Fizian stir fry or a, or a, um, Lords of Dramata food. Like they just, there's your average sort of shitty restaurant around. Okay. Uh, well, as a high class guy, I'm going to go to the highest star rated restaurant in the area. All right. Which is pretty easy. There is a, um, it pretty much it's a glitzed up sort of um, it's essentially they create these dishes, right? That is they throw in three or four types of meat, some some grain and some vegetables. It's essentially a stir fry, but they press it. So instead of, uh, you know, create making in, the, in a wok with lots of oil, they take two hot plates. They sort of press it together and then scoop it into a bowl. And it's highly rated. This is actually a good place for you to start getting information because every now and then you get a pretty well off crime Lord kind of comes in cause they got more money to spend. So this is a place where the restaurants up front got good food, but let's say there's probably some love motel action in the back, you know, kind of there's, it's, it's more of a front. It's more of a front to money moving than anything else. All right. Sounds like a good place to go. Okay. Uh, and it's called uh, Hot Place Palace. Hot Plate Palace. Hot Plate Palace. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So as you walk in, uh, youngly lovely, uh, lovely young lady wearing a black dress with sort of um, silver lines coming down the side in front. 
to sort of create like this pattern on the front of the dress. Um, it's sort of like a folded pattern. So like the silver's recessed with the blackout front. Um, she has long black hair and pretty, she's pretty, I mean, but not exorbitantly pretty. Um, walks up to you and says, may I help you, sir? Uh, yes, I'd like a table for one. Okay. Well, you can certainly sit in the back. You have a choice of four tables. And she sort of points towards the back of the room where there are small tables set up. One of them is sort of in a corner, uh, sort of dimly lit, closer to the bar area. You've got two sort of in the middle, but they're also surrounded by tables where um, there are some people communicating. And then one is right next to the door to the back. Well lit, kind of in the open, but you're right there at the the door to where everybody's coming in and out of the back of this place. Uh, I'll take the last one. All right, you can sit by the, the back door. Okay. All right, Um, soon after you're seated, uh, you know, a small boy, maybe 12 uh, or so, walks up to your table and is like, hello, sir, how may I help you? Uh... What so? What's the hot plate thing called? It is it just the fucking hot plate? Uh, well, everything's a hot plate. Um, you just you tell them what what proteins you want, what vegetables you want, and they make it. All right, Milo, I'll take the usual. Yes, sir. And he scurries off. Um, you see him place an order with the kitchen and comes back with a uh dark metallic looking cup and puts that on your table and sets a bottle of it's a glass bottle and it has a orangish sort of liquid in it like uh, orange like burnt amber or like like brighter uh i would say a burnt amber is fair and you recognize that as sort of the uh local wine that you've you've grown accustomed to okay you, you've you learned not to ask what's in or you haven't but it sure does taste good it's got like the souls of children or something distilled inside. Probably. Um, now there today seems actually a pretty busy day, and there is a lot of traffic in and out of the back. You hear a lot of names that you're familiar with um, in the Messiah circuit. Uh, none of which mention Jackie, but you hear someone mention Big J. Big J. Big J. Um. J Dizzle. So this person, were they in the back or were they like, I just heard the voices coming through the back. You heard the voices coming through the back, talking something about, uh, uh, big J will be here tomorrow or the day after he has business to attend otherwere in the district today and tomorrow. All right. Well then I know what I'm doing the next day or two. Okay. I'll just, I, I don't know if I make notes, but if I do, I make notes. Okay. Like mental notes, whatever. Um, continue eating and eavesdropping. Okay. Uh, as you continue to eavesdrop, uh, I would say, all right, is there a stealth skill? Is there one of those? Yep. All right, roll that for me to sort of remain inconspicuous. Okay. But yeah, I don't know what I'm doing that's being conspicuous, but. Well, I mean, you've, you're sort of, you're having to get closer and closer to the door to follow information. Like they're, they're getting quieter and quieter because you're sort of, you're not like, I mean, you're good at this, but you got to at least try. All right. Fair enough. Um, my skills plus two and I rolled a minus plus and a blank and a blank. Minus so a it's two. So it's two. All right. Well, that's not too bad. Um, 
after a while you hear a little more about Big J. He's got um you find out that what he's doing is essentially trying to get some information to a contact. All right. So like he's currently seeking someone to pass along information and that he may have a lead on that. And um whatever this information is, like he's got it from his boss or maybe even his boss's boss. The fact that Big J is being trusted with some, something so huge is sort of a, a big deal to people. Um, and before long, before you get too much else out of him, uh, a large man sort of walks up to you. You recognize him as um, as Henry, and he's sort of the place's bouncer. And he goes, all right, Jason, are you going to stick around? Are you actually going to spend some money, or do I have to ask you to leave? Well, how long have I been here? Because I'm assuming I've purchased food and I've been eating and drinking. Yes, but uh, he sort of he catches he catches drift on what you're doing, is is what he's implying. All right, um, come on, Henry. You know I'm a regular practitioner here. You this are never stopped you before. You are, but our clientele pay for certain levels of privacy. Well, if they wanted to really be concerned about the privacy, they would modulate their um, audio levels, don't you think? That's what they pay us for. Can I at least finish my food, Henry? Not here. Well, then move me to an open table. And he sort of uh, like scoops his hand under uh, your food and bottle and sets it on the bar across the room. Uh, I hope you're not expecting a tip for this, bud. I never would. Not from you. Because uh, I wouldn't give you one anyway. So <laughs> whatever. I sit down and finish my meal. Okay. Because before I was kind of picking at it. But now I'm just like, whatever. I'll finish it and get them. Yep, sort of being being trifling now. Okay, what's your next move? Uh, well, now that I've gathered that I should not be looking for Jackie anymore, I should be looking for Big J. Well, you can uh, assume. You think maybe it's a lead. Well, I will. I will get some of my urchins to focus on Big J, and the others to focus on the Jackie. So, okay. So, uh, um, how do you typically contact your urchins? Uh, well, there's always a child waiting on the corner of some intersection. I guess if the, I don't even know there are intersections here because this place is kind of a shithole. Is that how it works? Still lower down, um, as you get where buildings are sort of stacked on top of buildings, there are more physical pathways. Higher up, um, in the and the tiers, there are still pathways, but they connect to common large areas, like sort of imagine uh, large round or square platforms um, between or actually inside buildings, and you sort of walk between paths, and it's sort of more of a, a a codified system to get where you are. Like there's the red track, the blue track, the green track, the yellow track, sort of to take you from district to district. Theoretically, everything on the planet is connected in a continuous walkway. Um, However, you know, some of them may have been destroyed when some of the fighting happened during the, the cataclysm and a um, and it's a lot of walking, but you can traverse on foot quite easily. Um, but in the lower levels, it's more of sort of mishmashed as the because si the city sort of grew on itself. So it started out low and then all those spaces sort of got filled in. Then it started to go up and it wasn't until, you know, three, two or three layers up that they started saying, hey, we have to sort of organize this better. You get what I'm saying? So you're on the gotcha. the, the bottom levels where there there are intersections, but you know, like you may have a street that goes up, down, and then behind a building, then through another, then back up, and then back to where it started without actually leading anywhere. 
Okay. Um, all right. Well, this particular kid, um, is typically found on, fuck, uh, the corner of like. Give me some names for streets. Uh, Second and Jefferson. There we go. It's typically on the corner of Second and Jefferson panhandling. Okay. Um, and then when he gets odd jobs, he'll run odd jobs. So I'll head over to him because he's the uh, he's the one that kind of. Um, he's a bigger than the other kids, and he gets them to do what he wants, right? Yes. Little little uh, little uh, gang lord in the making, right there. Pretty much. Okay. What's his name? Steve. You know the funny thing is because I was going to name him Steve if you did. You didn't have really? a name. I was going to be like Steve. All right. So his name's Steve. Hey, he sees you coming. He's like, ah, Jason, what do you want today? Can't you see I'm busy? I I hand him my leftover bottle of the burnt amber drink and tell him that I got a job for him. Booze? That's all you got for me? I thought you'd like me better than that, Jason. Uh, well, y'all haven't given me anything good lately, so... Well, what you want ain't easy, man. I mean, we're just kids and all. That's the point. Well, if you want something more effective, then uh, I need a little more. All right, what do you have in mind? You tell me, big man. Maybe a full bottle of booze next time. Maybe you send a lady friend over here. Maybe you buy me a something tasty. A lady friend? Tasty. You're like 12, dude. Like what? And? I don't see a problem here. You just got to pay a little extra. Okay. I'll keep that in mind, kid. But now I'll take some gold pieces. All right. And he Just because I'm a out. dick, like, because I've messed with this kid before, um, if I have any gold pieces, there's at least one of them that I've cut into uh, quarters. So I give him two quarters of gold piece. Damn it, JC. Why you got to make this so hard? What is the currency for this world? Uh, anything of value. Um, so gold gold chips gold pressed chips um seem to be pretty common so are silicone chips silver copper silver copper um platinum just anything precious um also people tend to trade in um delicacies like certain meats certain breads you know stuff like that if it it's 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 bartery but um like it still can all boil down to a a weight in precious metals essentially some being worth more than others, but you kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah. All right, so he was bitching that I only give him two halves, or like a half of a gold piece, pretty much? Pretty much, but he, he sort of tucks them away. He's like, what you want to know? All right, uh, I know I've got some of your guys on a Jackie. What's his last name, Ernie? Ernest. Ernest, that's what I thought. All right. Um, Ever, I'm going to need you to rearrange some of your... Uh, shit, I can't remember the word, but... uh your workforce or a big J no can do J- uh, Jason and why not uh, we don't mess with big J oh so you have information on the big J maybe well, what's it worth to you not worth my life partner uh so you read about big J manhandling you I either tell you what you want and big J's boys kill me or I don't tell you what you want and you kill me so how about you trust me in telling you that you don't want to mess with Big J, and I don't give you wrong information just to get you to leave. I uh, <laughs> I pre- appreciate your your honesty there, kid. Um, but I tell you what, I'm gonna spread some rumors that uh, you've told me everything about Big J, 
then I will watch as Big J's men come over and beat the shit out of you or kill you. And then I'll just follow them back to wherever they came from. That's a good trick. I like that one. But how are they going <laughs> to know I actually told you anything about him if you're not making moves on him? Because they're not going to know. They're not going to believe you. Nobody spreads rumors better than me. And you should know that by now, JC. Yeah, but uh, there's more kids like you about here. I'll just go talk to another one. So that I can kill them? Please. You don't have as much power around here, JC, as you think you do. Look, kid. You seem to think that I won't set you up in a like in any way. Like I don't I don't care about you. If you die, somebody will move in and replace you. I'd rather not, because you have um inherent knowledge and a structure that is great of that is of great use to me. And that will take time for somebody else to move in to reestablish the the same kind of experience that you have and control over this district. So I'd rather avoid all that. Um but I will fucking kill you if I have to. You're not as smart as you think you are, Jason. Because if you kill me, then who's going to do business with a guy that kills people that he does business with? Because so far, they already know that I've gotten a lot of work out of you. And they're not going to take work from you if they know that somewhere down the line you're just going to kill them. So you kill me, and you destroy all trust you've built in this situation. Yeah, but uh, the thing is, if you were to die by my hand, nobody would know. They would know. You you think that I'd be... Why am I arguing with a fucking 12-year-old about killing him? This is stupid. You tell me, Jason. You're the one standing here arguing. I told you you don't want to mess with Big J. I gave you information. That's that's nothing. That's a warning. Okay. Look, I don't want you to kill me. Trust me, I have a lot of life left to live. But you seem to think that no one can see us right now. You don't think I have eyes on me at all times? I've I've worked hard to get this far, Jason. Okay. Did he slip me the code word yet or anything like that? The code word? Like I'm assuming if we've done this multiple times that we meet somewhere else, not on a street corner, to discuss other business? Well, generally your conversations don't go this long. But uh, he really he's never really told you no on information before. Like, this is new. Like, the fact that he doesn't want to give you something on somebody is very new. All right. All right. Um... Like, normally, some booze and some gold, and he'll give you whatever, do whatever he wants. But this time, he's he's really not. He's sort of pulling out all the punches right now. Like, you, had, you didn't even actually know this kid was this smart. All right. Um, fuck. All right. All right. You know what, Steve? I'm tired of these fucking games. I'll be back later. Um, I flip on the two leftover gold pieces I got and uh, like walk down the corner or well, something like that. And but like double back to keep an eye on him. Well, as you double back, you see him place uh, an envelope on the ground and he keeps walking. He's leaving the corner that he usually stands right at. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, do I have to make like any kind of check to see if anybody like is it particularly bustling around here? Um, there's people every now and then, but um, he was sort of like your perception was enough to see that he left something behind. Like he just didn't take and place it on the ground right where he was standing. Like sort of stuck it in like between like some uh like two like two little iron beams like holding up the corner of a building like he just kind of like right in there as he walked away all right do i know that's for me or do i not know that's for me you don't know 
what I meant was, is this a way we've shared information before? Nope. Okay. Uh, well, then I'll, I will wait and see if anybody picks it up. If they don't, after like 30 minutes, I'll pick it up. Okay. Nobody ever comes by to pick it up. Well, then I will go get it. Okay. Um, you open it. Inside is a business card. Okay. It is for, um, it is a blank white card on the front of it. Is it bone? What's that? Is it bone? What do you mean bone? Never mind. No, I, I don't get like that. Like bone white? <laughs> oh, I don't, I didn't get the reference. Whatever. It's white. Um, on the front of it is a red rectangle. Okay. Oriented sort of like, uh, where the bottom of the, the rectangle meets the bottom of the card sort of comes up and over. Um, and then on the back is an address. Okay. Uh, I'll head to the address. What's that? I go to that address. Okay. Um, so you start going towards that address. We'll pick it back up with Marcus. Okay. Uh, what did you bring along to sort of you? You've made it to the Crow District. Um, where are you going? Um. Well, I'm heading to the uh, the origin of the uh, the email I received. Um, I was thinking about um. The actual message itself. Um, is there any way I could like do a role to like decipher it? Sure, that sounds like a brilliant idea. What do you want to do? Uh, I mean, you've left your lab. You're you're on a, a some sort of scooter. So I mean, true. Um, you know, I have like uh, different kinds of uh, computers like on my person. All right. Well, just just describe like paint me a picture of what you're doing to try and decipher this signal. You have an audio file. That you have quarantined on, let's say, some sort of external memory device. Yep, and um, you know, I plug it into uh, my wrist. Um, I have like a a mon, like not a monitor, you know, like um, a display. Yeah, a display. There you go. Um, that can connect to my whole system back in my lab. Okay. Um, you know, from pretty much wherever I am. Okay. So I plug in the uh, the little external um, drive with the uh, the audio, and um. I think I'm going to use, um, can I use a stunt for that? Sure. Okay, I'm going to use the attention to detail to investigate the... Um... Excellent. Okay. So, roll that for me. I rolled a one. All right. What is the, what is your investigate skill and what is it, what does the stunt give you? Oh, it gives me a plus two uh, to investigate when it's science-based. Okay. What is your investigate skill? Um, it's the attention to detail. So I'm like, um, well, you should have a you should have a skill like where your lore was where was earlier. Remember that? Oh, okay. Oh, uh, investigate. There we go. Fair is two, so it's plus two. So you have a total of plus four. Four. Yep. So I got a five. Okay. All right. Well, you sort of uh, you were able to tell that this sig this signal is two things. Um, first. It's biological, so it is not created by any sort of digital anything. Something living made this noise, okay? Two, um, it is unlike any other sound. As a person that, that deals in energy, you've dealt a lot in sort of um, sonics and subsonics and... Uh, all these forms of 
sound waves and energy, and it is nothing like you've ever seen before. It does not analyze. It does not compute. It does not process. So um, that's what you're you're able to find. Like you cannot get your your system to process and decipher like sort of anything out of it. Um, but just simply your knowledge of how computers and such create sound, you realize that it would be impossible for a computer to create this sound. Like the fact that it's um, the fact that it's playing through an auditory device, you can tell there's some sort of loss in compression there that you are missing some piece to it. So based on this, uh, like realization, uh, I guess, mm-hmm. um, I kind of, uh, have like a flashbang flashback. Well, flashback, a flashback so. to my, uh, sibling that was, um, turned into a creature. Okay. Um, it is oh. not, it is not similar to anything you've traced from her. I'll tell you that oh. right now. The, okay. The two are unrelated. All right. Well, I'm thinking about this and what it could be. And Okay. Um, but um, you, yeah, you arrive in the Crow District, by the way. Yep. And as uh, you arrive, you sort of see overhead a um sleek ship that you do recognize. Hey, that's uh, what's his name? Daniel. Hey, that's Daniel's ship, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Wonder what he's doing around these parts. Chilling. So I uh, kind of uh, investigate his ship around it and see if he's there. Okay, so you go up to where you see that ship land, right? Yep. Okay. So, Daniel, you pull into um, a port higher in the Crow District, like you're not um, down in the uh, depths, like you know most docking ports are in the higher tiers. Generally. Oh, so I'm arriving. I'm getting there at the same time as him. Then. Yes. Okay. What a coincidence. Yes. Uh very fortuitous um as you sort of dock and exit your ship you see a familiar face um on the uh coming up on a speeder you recognize it to be uh mr satan mr satan <laughs> maylor satan oh god this Hello. Guy again. hey how are you doing man uh i'm good and you're uh could be better. Just uh, on my way to a local dive. What are you up to? I'm here investigating uh, something rather strange that I received today. Oh, really? Um, I kind of uh, bring my uh, like a lamb listen to the uh, to the sound. Okay. Um, what you hear, Daniel, is a sort of like I said, like I told him, imagine a like a whale's call underwater. But uh, a lot of bass in it and very sort of long and drawn out. And when he does that, um, some of, you can hear some of the electronics in your ship sort of and then pop back on. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know what you have there, but uh, the first thing I tell you to do with it is get rid of it. No? No? I don't know what's going on now. We lost him. Marcus, there, buddy. Maybe his push to talk got messed up again. I don't know. Waiting for him to unmute himself. Maybe somebody. All right, sorry about that. The thing is like all jacked up. There we go. Okay, so he said the first thing to do is get rid of it. Okay, so I, you know, turn it off. Okay. So and what do you think of uh, of that? Have you ever heard anything 
like that? Not only have I not heard anything like that, but uh, that definitely seems like something that you should not be messing with. So my suggestion is you get the fuck rid of that and find yourself a nice place to chill for the next couple of days. I start uh-huh. walking off. Hey, wait, wait, not so fast now. I'll stop and turn around. I don't know, I think this is worth uh, investigating. I think you might be the, the person that might be able to help me with this. Uh, look, uh, hey, Satan, um, I, I, I get where you're coming from. We got a history, and we go we go way back, long time. I know, I know. And I appreciate everything you did for my ship, but uh, I kind of got another job I'm working on right now, So, uh, and I'm pretty sure it pays better, knowing, knowing our past history, of course. I'm assuming it pays better than what you can offer. So not a lot of incentive for me to get mixed up in crazy techno gizmo electro thingy. Well, let's say I assist you uh, with your job. You never know what kind of trouble you can get into these days. And then in return, uh, you assist me. What kind of cut are you looking for? Honestly, I don't care about getting a cut out of your job. I just need to find out. Uh, who sent this to me and what they want. Pondering it. Okay, fine. But here's the deal, alright? If this thing turns out to be dangerous, or better yet, if this thing happens to mess with my ship in any way, shape, or form, it's going out the airlock. Oh, I've taken good care of your ship in the past now? Well, uh, I think think good is relative, but remember what happened the first time you worked with it. Well, that was slightly your fault, but... You have a point. All right. As long as we're on the same page, we'll go, uh, we got to go pick up a package and see if we can't find some other more legitimate work at the same time. All right. So, um, where are we headed? Oh, just a little place off a side street, I know. All right. Lead the way. All right. That sounds like an excellent place to end it this week. Tune in next time for the continuing adventures. Well, well, the continuing Dramada Adventures, I think is how you'd say that. Anyway, until next time, bye everybody.